CES Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And this, I guess, is a victory podcast. Uh, sort of doesn't feel like it, but it is. Because Arizona defeated Stanford 21-20. to Not the score that we thought. But before we get into our post-game conversation, we have a message from our sponsor. That's right, homefieldapparel.com. Go to homefieldapparel.com and enter the code WILDCATSCOOP23, one word, 15% off your offer, your first order, sorry. And uh, yeah, what better time than now after Arizona's dominating (laughs) win over Stanford. Shelby and I are also, as we record, watching as USC and ASU enters the fourth quarter. So if Shelby loses it a little bit, uh, that's why. I'm a little bit torn because obviously not an Arizona State fan. However, it's their first year with this, you know, with Dillingham and all these new players. And they're holding their own against USC. I, wasn't the spread like 35 for this game? Yes, I'm I'm not rooting for ASU. Not rooting. But uh, it's very funny. I mean, I could take it or leave it who wins this game. Obviously, the funnier storyline would be Arizona State winning over USC, the number five ranked team in the country right now. Um, you know, it's always a good day when USC loses. It is your brother-in-law's birthday today, though, and he is a USC alum, so that would be sad for Josh. But whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't care about feelings, Shelby. Yeah, that's true. I, we don't like either of them, but... You know, it's kind of funny if USC Shelby, after the game, the Arizona game. Going back to Arizona. Was very upset. And I said I would would give her some time at the stove to cook, so to speak. There's a lot to talk about in this game. We could probably dedicate an entire separate podcast to the quarterback situation. And we might do that. And we might wind up doing that on Monday. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're here to talk about the win over Stanford. And I'm going to let Shelby cook a little bit. But she said to me, quote, I've never been more depressed or I haven't been more depressed in a long time after a win than I am tonight. Yeah. Why is that, Shelby? I mean, I'm not taking a win for granted. So that's not where I'm coming from at all. But I feel like it's like. Stanford was not a good team. We all know that, you know, but they were almost good enough to beat Arizona, even though, yes, Jason pointed out quite a few injuries. Arizona still brought out the win. It's just very frustrating to continuously feel like Arizona's on the cusp of like realizing that talent that they have brought in and have Jedfish saying all of these things. And it's very motivational. and It's awesome. But there's not results on the field. And they continue as coaches to keep particular players on the field that we all know that shouldn't be playing. And in particular, Gunnar Maldonado is one who, you know, is making mistakes that are leading to the other teams scoring. Um, Beyond Jaden Delora, like, 
just not mentally uh, being in this game at all. And obviously he got hurt at some point. But I was telling Jason, like, there's been something off with him since the first game. Like, he lost his sense of command over the summer. Um, I'm not really sure what happened. But he's having communication miscues with his receivers. Um, it just is weird. And then you've got Noah Fafita, who steps on the field tonight, coming in for Jaden. And he has that thing. He's got the the quarterback star quality within the first drive. You could tell that he has complete command of that field. He knows exactly what he's doing. TJ McConnell-esque, if you want a basketball like kind of reference. Like you need a boss on the field who knows what they're doing. And Jaden does not know what he's doing. It doesn't feel like. And it's very scattered and disjointed. So... Yes, Arizona won. Not upset about that side of things. A win is a win. I totally get that. But it's frustrating because what happens against a much better team? Arizona is continuously auditioning and starting slow. And, like, you cannot do that. Like, once you get down the road to Washington, obviously, or if you're playing USC, Arizona is not going to look as good as Arizona State playing USC. And they are in cohesive mess right now technically. So that's me hopefully echoing the sentiments of probably many Arizona fans. I haven't even looked at the boards. I really don't look There's at the boards that much. There's only one thing being discussed on the boards right now. Is it Jaden? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's how you want to title your thread. That's what it is. <laughs> so anyway, that's just, as an overall whole, I'm just, I thought I would be happy that we won, obviously, Arizona won. Um, I just feel very like apprehensive right now. Well, I think part of it, Shell, and I don't disagree at all. I actually, I'm not like this, but I told Shelby the entire night, like I literally the first drive, I turned to Shelby, I go, Arizona's losing this football game. Uh, it, the vibes were just awful. Now, I will say that I hate the whole Arizona wouldn't have won this game last year because eventually it's just whatever. But I will say that there's games where you play like crap and you have to find a way to win. It's very similar, and again, we're, this game's not going to be over by the time we're done recording, but it's very similar to the game on our TV right now. USC looks like garbage, but they have to find a way to win. And they are better. Right, and they were favored by 35. Arizona was favored by 12 at the time of kickoff. They played like garbage, but they found a way to win. And good teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. Um, if you're Troy Taylor, the head coach of Stanford, you're pissed. Because you lost to Sacramento State, who I believe actually got annihilated by like Idaho State or something tonight. And you got the best quarterback performance of the season, probably, from Ashton Daniels. Uh, your defense played probably one of its better games of the year, and you have nothing to show for it. And then it. your amazing kicker missed two field goals. Now, I will say, yeah, uh, not to be fair, they were over 50 yards. I had a concern. I think I brought up on the podcast. If not, I, I brought it up to you or whatever. Which is just as valid. Right. That... I compared this, and I said, I have a feeling this is going to wind up being like the Cal game. He did say that. When did you say that? I don't remember. I think um, it was on the podcast. It might have been. because. And what I mean by that is you're going to a stadium. The stadium's empty. 
Everyone thinks you're going to win or whatever. And then you put, put up a stinker, right? There were literally a thousand people in the stands. It, there was no energy whatsoever. Arizona came out like it was, it was just no energy. Um, and you could see the Pac-12 showed Jed before the game, mic'd up, and he's like, bring your energy, bring your energy. And on Monday in the press, he's like, we got to find a way to bring our energy. Like, Arizona's going to lose to Washington on Saturday. They're not going to beat Washington. I feel pretty confident saying that. But I don't worry about the energy aspect. Family weekend, it's going to be sold out, night game. Like I hop in. Right. I don't worry about that. Um, and it's still not ex- an excuse. you got to find ways to win. The quarterback controversy, I feel like we should wait to really jump into it because it could all just be a moot point. Or a moot point, as Joey Tribbiani says. <laughs> God. Because Noah, Noah, Jaden was in a boot after the game. And the rumor, and again, they're going to test Jaden tomorrow, see mobility and all that. Um, but the rumor is high ankle sprain. If it is a high ankle sprain... He's not playing against Washington anyway. Uh, he's probably not playing for the next two, three weeks at minimum. So the whole quarterback, who do you start? Well, Jets' decision is already made for him. But we do have to discuss the quarterback situation against Stanford. Um, you hit the nail on the head. It's not just the feeling with Jaden is very different. Like him and Cowing are not on the same. They are not vibing. Uh, him and T-Mac, you know, T-Mac should have had more than four catches for 26 yards, right? Um, and he was only targeted five times. Uh, Cowing was targeted 11 times. You know, Jonah Coleman out of the backfield. It was, you know, Tanner McLaughlin should get more targets than he does. He's awesome. But, like, there were plays, like, there was a play to the outside that was not thrown well, that Cowing should have still caught, but it still wasn't a great throw. There was the ball up the middle deep to Montana, where if Jaden throws it slightly better, it's an easy touchdown. Uh, there were little, like, screen passes or hitch routes uh, that just didn't, they just weren't thrown well. And this is a guy, like, keep in mind for Jaden, this season he was literally, it's his highest accuracy rate of his career. Not including interceptions. You don't include interceptions. But, uh, but today was like 54% and just didn't have it. Um, then Noah comes in when everyone is already pissed at Jaden, right? And Noah comes in and he didn't throw a touchdown. He didn't score. But he goes four for four for 47 yards. And he makes the right play. And the biggest thing that impressed me about Noah was what you said. Just his calmness. Mm-hmm. Here, kid, you're losing to Stanford. You're on the road. Forget the crowd. You're still on the road. You've gotten snaps before, but these are your first real snaps of your career. And we are going to win or lose this game on your arm, whether you deserve that or not. No pressure. And he just said, cool, whatever. And I also credit Jed because Jed has said this before. And someone, I tweeted it, someone, a, a member of the coaching staff had said, if Noah had told me, because I asked when the whole allegations with Jaden, I said, look, if, if this is it for Jaden, how do you feel about Noah? And they said, Noah's more than capable. Like, we will run our normal stuff. And to Jed's credit, they ran their normal stuff with Noah in there. Like, they ran their offense. And I don't think, should Noah start on against Washington, 
Like, I don't think there's two game plans, one for Jade and one for Noah. I think the game plan would remain the same. But um, we officially, whether deserved or not, have a quarterback controversy in Tucson. Uh, I, it, injury may decide it. It may not. The thing is, if Jaden isn't mobile, and again, a high ankle sprain on a quarterback is awful. Not, I think, not a good Because thing. you got to plant, you got to shift. It is a it is a very, very, very difficult thing to play with. So I'm operating under the assumption now, and I know I don't have the full test results and all that, that if it is a high ankle sprain or close to it, he's not playing against Washington. And then we'll kind of cross that quarterback controversy bridge when we get there and he's healthy. I would be very surprised if during Monday's press conference, Jed gives any insight whatsoever. If I was him, I would say that we're playing no quarterbacks because Washington, why would you ever tell them who you're playing? Right. You don't need to give away your cookies before they're ready. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, cookies. Cookies. Uh, One thing I told Jason, too, is uh, Jaden's reckless with his running and his sliding has been weird. And I was watching tonight... As I was making our charcuterie board. Shark coochie board. Shark coochie board. Look that up. It's a joke. It's I, hilarious. We're, it's, it's funny. There's a meme if you can look that up. Uh, there are people that say shark coochie apparently. Um, I, I was thinking to myself as I was making that, like, wow, Jaden's going to get hurt tonight if he continues to slide well, there were a so couple. Recklessly. There were a couple plays where, like, he literally a quarter of a second. Yeah, I mean, it and was he's dead. <laughs> milliseconds from having a major concussion or just being dead. So it was interesting how he did get injured. Was was like I know he he was chased off uh, off out of bounds, and then that guy got his ankle or something. I it was just it was just I just kind of thought that was going to happen just because the way he just plays like very it's very fast weird and loose. because. He looks at times this year where you're like, okay, just just take what's given to you. And in the first half against Mississippi State, he didn't do that. He looked awful. The second half, he took what was given, and he was awesome. He was awesome in that second yeah, half against was. Mississippi State. Today, you know, Stanford led up 100 yards rushing to the Sacramento State quarterback last week. Jaden Delora would wait, 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 and then run, but there was nothing there. If he took off a little earlier, he could have had multiple, multiple first downs running. Um, someone mentioned like the offensive line on the message board. It's like, how long do you want the offensive line to be able to rush for, you know, or be able to block for? Like Stanford only had two sacks. Right. Um, did Arizona run the ball great? No, but look, like I think tonight was a good, a good indication. People always wonder like about Michael Wiley. Like he's not as explosive as Jonah or DJ or whatever. Michael Wiley is a good running back. And, you know, Jonah wound up playing well. T.J. Williams had those two great carries at the end. Speedy Luke got in the action. But Wiley's the best blocker of the bunch. Uh, he's very patient. Um, you know, to me, that's a loss. Like, the Arizona's running back room. And, and, look, in no way, shape, or form am I blaming injuries 
for the score. But you lose Polito again. My thoughts are with him. Uh, this poor, poor kid. Poor kid. You lost Wiley. You didn't play Norton. You lost Savea. You lost Justin Flo. You can only lose so <laughs> like, many pieces on the chessboard. Right. Board. Like, there's only so many dudes. And then, when you look at it again, not blaming this, um, the game looks different if the PI in the end zone isn't Ugh. called, right? Pack 12 rods. Like, there were two PIs called that even Yogi Roth and Ted Robinson, who Ted Robinson didn't even know Ted he was. Ted Robinson was having but a sundowning moment. Right. Like, even they were like, where's the PI? Like, and so you take those away, and maybe this score is 21. You know what I mean? Like, the game just feels different because Stanford's settling for field goals instead of getting multiple opportunities. You know, I think um, the touchdowns off the penalties, et cetera. But, yeah, I mean, offensively, it's super weird that in game – Four, we're talking about how the defense looks better than the offense. Nobody yeah, would have. Nobody would have expected that. Here's my other thing: Why are we not playing the tight end more? Like when we do have the tight end play, well, they play them. It's, it's why don't just you like, target them? You mean I want them target? Yeah, like if it works, if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Keep keep doing that. And you almost wonder, like I don't think he's a lost cause by any means, but Kean Burnett is clearly behind the eight ball here, right? Like, he came in very hyped, and we knew how to put on weight, and he looked really good during the spring. He looked pretty good during the fall, um, but he hasn't really emerged. Roberto Miranda is, like, the best blocking tight end in the conference. He's not going to be a, cast, uh, a, a catch, blah, blah, a pass-catching threat. There we go. Uh, but he's super good at blocking. But, yeah, I mean, look, if, you know, they that like, that pass up the middle to Tanner was gorgeous. That was whole amazing. drive, that whole drive, that Jaden. Now, people ask, like, about Jaden. Oh, why does he play blah, blah, blah? You got the whole Jaden experience today. But that drive where he hits, Shelby's just openly, that drive where he hits, uh, where he hit, what was it, T-Mac, Montana, and Tanner? Mm -hmm. That drive was gorgeous. It was amazing. Like, top-notch drive. But then he has other plays. And, um, yeah, I think we're going to do a whole separate podcast on the quarterback. We've we've decided. But, I I mean, we could talk about that first. Okay, well, besides bagging on the offense, let's do something positive. What did you like about the offense? I love Jonah Coleman. Exactly. Uh, He just runs his butt off. DJ Williams, and and Fish said, Fish gives out like 80 game balls, but he said he gave a game ball to everyone in the running back room. DJ Williams, those two carries at the end were huge. Um, You know, I, I thought Cowan was iffy, but... Uh, had his moments. Oh, cowing. Yeah. We, we got to talk about that. Cowing is very weird this year. Like, he has not played well. Yeah, but like, your football intelligence here. Like, why did he run out on that oh, last Oh, that's play? what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I got to ask about this on Monday. Usually, I, I admit, on Mondays, I don't ask about specific plays. I ask about general plays. I don't know if he didn't know the rule or whatever it was, but Shelby will account for this. I just sat there on the couch saying stupid, like, for... Like stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. We heard some guy ranting stupid. about it on twelve ninety. What tonight. are you doing in college football? If you call the fair catch, you t- you get the ball at the twenty five. Yeah. Instead, he runs out of bounds at the ten. At the yeah, at the ten or eleven, when he had room to run forward as well. Like there, it, there is literally no, no explanation explanation that I would buy. Jed could, could could spend all day Sunday coming up with an explanation like, we didn't want him to fumble. That's going to be like, he didn't want to fumble. We told him to get out of bounds, and we trusted our offense. That, my guess, would be the explanation, and it would be BS. It still defies the right. rules and norms of football. It it, is I, a, the reason it's so 
odd is because you have never seen that before because it's literally stupid. I, also, I just don't get why he's returning punts. Yeah. By the way, how funny is it? It's funny, and you could count this as coaching criticism. We heard that Speedy Luke doesn't get as many carries as he maybe should because of ball security. But when Arizona needed to go to a running back to trust for some reason, it picked Speedy Luke in between the tackles with 12 personnel. Yep. Which I honestly think I'd have to look. I think Speedy Luke and 12 personnel tonight was the first time all year. I really I think, I think, so, too. I think so. Yeah, it's it was it was weird. It was like, weird. I'm not one like I'm I'm pretty lenient on Jed and all that. Tonight tonight was a weird one for me. I, I didn't like the offensive play calling at all. Um, you know, I thought Arizona started off not running the ball as much in the second half they ran the ball. Um, more, which they should have. I thought that they would get Arizona more out at open field with quick quick screens and things like that. They didn't. They took more shots downfield. Stanford has graded out to be a very bad tackling team. Um, and for some reason, Arizona didn't try to take advantage of that. Uh, now, I will say Stanford only got one sack, uh, and they got three tackles for loss. No picks, you know, and so... I think five quarterback hurries. Um, yeah, I mean, offensively, that that kind of sums it up. All right. All right. Other side of the ball. As we said, the defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think on the outside at times, it looked like Arizona's defense wasn't playing great. But when you look at the numbers, and, and I always look at comparisons, uh, you know, Stanford at 193 yards at halftime, right? In the third quarter, they had 98 yards. In the fourth quarter, they had 67 yards. Um, they they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't move the ball at all in the second half effectively. Um, the secondary struggled a little bit at times. And by the second, like, Prysock got lost and Tiger Bachmeyer uh, dropped the, the, what should have been an easy touchdown. This was kind of a struggle for Prysock. I thought Takario Davis played pretty well. Um, I'm going to be honest, Shelby. I can only talk about Gunnar Maldonado so much. It was literally Stanford's strategy to, to run him. at Gunnar Maldonado and mm-hmm. make him make tackles or make plays in the air. The tackle he missed on the Stanford touchdown, he tried to arm tackle a guy that had no chance of working. Um, it was, he, he can't cover. Even Yogi Ross said, like, he got beat on a play. And someone's like, oh, receiver made a good catch with the message board. And then it's like, no, like he never even got his hands up because he couldn't see the ball. Today, I thought may have been one of the worst games or the worst game that he's played all year. And because Stanford attacked him. Now, what's funny is, statistically, he finishes with nine tackles and a tackle for loss. He'll probably wind up playing, <laughs> grading out decently. Um, but I thought that he was... A weak link. The secondary, you know, I could say they're not great, but at the end of the day, Stanford was 19 of 33. They only completed 58% of their passes. They only had 250 yards, and they didn't throw a touchdown. Um, Stanford's run game, they had that big yard, big gain by Urban on, like, the first, second, whatever play of the game for 45 yards. His next nine carries only went for a combined 21 yards. Lamson would go in. It's tough to stop a quarterback that just runs straight ahead. At the end of the day, Stanford had three yards per carry. So if I tell you that Stanford finishes with 358 yards, they only ran for 108 total, uh, you're probably saying to yourself, you know, that both teams had 67 plays. 
probably think Arizona won running away, and they and they they didn't. It's just like the story of the first half of the season is the Arizona should have, or you would have expected from the numbers to have a much higher offensive production. And it's just, I told Jason earlier today, like we were going over to his parents' house to check on his mom and get things ready. She's having a surgery next week. And I said, I'm really critically looking at this, like just eye test and overall, you know, 360 degree, both sides of the ball, um, production and, Obviously, the offensive side is, it's concern. I mean, it's a little concerning, honestly. Because I love this defense. They're awesome. But there's going to be games as soon as this weekend. Oh, yeah. Where Arizona's offense is just going to have to score. Because there are offenses in college football that are just too freaking good. In and Washington? USC, we're talking about USC playing with LA crap. They're going to score in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Washington averages 50 points at this point. Or, like, you are going to face offenses where, as well as your defense has played all year, it is not going to matter because the offense that you are playing is too good. Like, you look at the defense today. We mentioned Stanford's offensive line was crap. Arizona dominated that offensive line. Arizona finished with four sacks and 11 tackles for loss. Mm -hmm. And each one, like, Manu, one and a half. Gunner, one. Dalton Johnson, who I love, another one. He merely replaced Flo and played really well. I don't know what he'll grade out as, but he played well. Dicario, tackle for loss. Russell Davis, uh, Taylor Upshaw, his best game as a Wildcat. Two sacks. Only two tackles of the game, two sacks. That's what you need. Isaiah Ward, sack, another tackle for loss. Like, Upshaw and Ward were awesome. Jeremy Mercier comes in, plays well. Like, this defense, what are you going to do? Like, you're holding a team to 20 points in college football. You should win every single game. Mm-hmm. The numbers that Arizona's rushing defense is holding the opponents through four games, and again, it's going to change. It's just simple math. Um, but the numbers that they're holding to is remarkable. And I often say it's it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joes. And Johnny, <laughs> it, you haven't heard that before. That should be on a home field apparel shirt. Um, and it is very clear that Nansen with better players, isn't such an idiot, right? Like, Arizona's defensive play calling and all that has has been fine. So, it is super weird that we're talking about the offense letting us down today. I've also learned from my last uh, several game predictions that I'm I'm going too high. So, I know what's going to be high. Well, I mean, the over-under, I think, but... was like 60, and Arizona was favored by 12. So, you weren't that crazy. Like, I thought... No, but we, we both had pretty higher like predictions like as far as scoring and this was a very close game and and you had mentioned too like this was going to be like weird like how playing cal with like 10 people in the stadium the energy you know arizona always has a history with cal being a weird game and you know this is our last time playing stanford for a very long time in the foreseeable future and uh you know weird game but it was a win can't really be mad with a win We'll, uh, we'll dive deep into the quarterback. I want to wait to see what Jed says on Monday uh, and then do a little digging on Sunday in terms of all that. We're going to do a basketball podcast. we got the red and blue. The red and blue game is next So we'll discuss Friday? that. We're gonna, yeah, Friday? We're going to have a couple extra podcasts coming and up this week. Basketball podcasts, because we do have people 
who are not super football fans that really love ba- like love basketball, and um, that will be for everyone. Also, shout out to uh, Tanner's parents. Did you say that they? Yeah, Tanner. Tanner's just the nicest kid, and honestly, like I'm not picking sides and all that with the quarterback controversy and that stuff. I I don't know if I'm gonna go that route. We'll decide. Um, but I will say that like. Noah's family has handled the entire thing with just pure class, like the way that everything's been handled, and, and I wouldn't expect any less from them. And um, you know that if Noah becomes the starting quarterback at Arizona, uh, he will handle all the off-the-field stuff uh, the right way every minute that he's, you know, like he's just a great, great kid from a great family. Yep, that's awesome. Well, I think we're good. We've said our said our words. No singing tonight. No. Oh, I almost got through it. <laughs> just kidding. And uh, you know, bear down. Bear down. Down, Shelby. I know. Oh, wait, we didn't tell everyone what we did last night. We went to Phoenix. We saw SmackDown. We it was did. Super cool. We took Braille with us. We did. And uh, Juan Senna was there. Yeah, Shelby was very excited. Do, 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 do. She threw her bra in the ring at nope, one point. Nope, I didn't, I didn't so, do that. By the way, no singing. Kind of just did. I so. did John Cena's theme, though. Take us out with John Cena's theme, Shelby. Do, 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 do. I'm very excited to see the Washington spread. What are we thinking? Washington by how many? 50 million. <laughs> wow, Shelby going 50 million. <laughs> Take it or leave it, folks. That's a real number in football. Eat it, Vegas. <laughs>